Welcome to Blue Bloods College Game Time. A true blue pod production. Quarterback draw. He's got running room. And a first down. Watch out. He's got getaway speed. Touchdown. That game on last night had me sweating. I couldn't believe it. It was college game time. A couple of blue bloods out competing. College game day Saturdays. Big time players making plays. All I really need is another weekend full of back to back games. Just me and my friends, man. I love college. College football. I love March Madness. All right, welcome to another episode of Blue Bloods College Game Time. B. Holmes, my man, we had a crazy week to a college football, but before we get into it, I am Trey Smith. I'm Brandon Holmes. Welcome to Blue Bloods College Game Time, a podcast for the fans, by the fans. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share, leave a comment, leave a review, all those things, and welcome back. Week two in college football, week three of college blue bloods. And Trey, it was an amazing Mm. weekend of college football. It never disappoints. It never disappoints. I just, I love college football. I mean, I I can't help it. I love college football. I just. It's it's good for the soul, man. It's like Campbell soup. Mm -mm, Good for the soul. (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. We're just going to go a quick run around the nation. Okay, we're going to do a quick score report. We're going to go around the nation um, and just update everybody before we get to our first segment, which we actually had a couple mailbag questions yeah. uh, coming in. Uh, we're only going to get guys. to one this week, but uh, uh, let's, let's, let's go them. through. Tell us what happened in the ACC this week, B. Man, what well, ACC, you know, was a kind of interesting weekend for them. You know, Clemson was back on top after their big showdown with Georgia last week where they swiped through South Carolina State, which should have been an easy win. Virginia Tech followed up a, a big doozy win over North Carolina with a win over Middle Tennessee State. The one that had me on the fence, and I almost caught, picked, picked the upset on this, was Miami versus Appalachia State. They mm. squeaked it out in the end. Um, I was kind of hoping for a little Appalachia. I have, like, a little affinity for them, man. You know, those who grew up in our era, like, they were some dominant teams for Division One AA, and they were known for beating FBS teams every year. So Yeah, like Michigan. I, you like know, Michigan, I mean. yeah. They, yeah, we, we – yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's not talk about that. Map. Yeah, we're going to keep going. <laughs> Anyways, um, Virginia, man, way to show up. Uh, had, I think their quarterback had, like, five touchdowns against Illinois. The Brett Bielema mm. train is slowly crashing. Mm. Uh, this this was a game I really enjoyed. Pittsburgh beating Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee had former Michigan transfer Joe Milton. Love to see Joe do well, but I, you know you kind of have it in you're like, ah, oh, you left blue. We wanted to see. He you actually lose. went out in that game though. He got he hurt. He did with the injury. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they he shouldn't have been in that position. He overthrew like four touchdowns, man. I know. You know. But shout he out hit to one Joe that Milton. was a he hit one that was a dime though. I don't know it if you saw that one. I did, I mean, and, and the guy just, dropped it. Whew. It was a well. There the was one that hit and he caught it. It was great. Ah, uh, he just see, stepped he right fi- up in the pocket. If he could figure or out, maybe the he dropped it, and I didn't man. pay enough attention to the video. 
Yeah, I I just say if he can figure out the accuracy thing, Joe Milton's an NFL quarterback, man, by mm. far. But accuracy is everything. And then um, obviously you know uh, Boston College they beat up on a UMass team. Rutgers beat up on Syracuse. Nice Big Ten win. And I think this is probably the most notable one. Uh, Florida State gave up another close loss to not only perennial powerhouse Jacksonville State. <laughs> we'll be we getting go. into that a little later. Yeah. Absolutely, man. So that's kind of what went down in the ACC. I think you have something over there from uh, is just the SEC. I'm going to hit the SEC real quick. We had, um, let's see. I got the SEC scores pulled up, but it's giving me everything but the SEC. All right, so we had Bama took care of business at Mercer. I mean, you heard me say it last week. You're not beating Bama. I mean, You're not beating Bama. You're not, <laughs> not going to. Happening. Georgia whooped up on UAB 56-7. I'm sorry, that Alabama over Mercer 48-14. A&M, man, that, you talk about a nail-biter. They, they had a scare at, at Colorado, but they were able to get a touch there at the end. They lost their quarterback in the process. I think he went out early in that game. Yeah, That was a pretty uh, low-scoring but exciting game. They ended up winning 10-7. That could have been a huge top-five upset for Colorado. Florida took care of South Florida, 42-20. Uh, Ole Miss put it on Austin P 54-17. Auburn over Alabama State, 62-zip. South Carolina squeaked one out against East Carolina, 2017. I caught the tail end of that on my third screen of college football I had rolling yeah. yesterday. <laughs> of course, you already mentioned Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Mississippi State beat NC State. They returned the opening kickoff in that game, I believe, for a touchdown. They won 24-10. Kentucky in a tight game, tight conference game against Missouri. Pulled that one out, 35-28. Mm -hmm. uh, LSU over McNeese, 34-7. And then Vanderbilt. Uh, squeaked one out against Colorado State. I think they were at Colorado State 24-21. And then, and you know we'll be talking about this later when we get to the week two breakdown. Oh, Arkansas, yeah. baby. The <laughs> Razorbacks over Texas 40-21. to That's all I'm going to say about that game right now because I got a whole oh, little spiel for a little bit later in this episode. So, all right, man, take us over to the uh, Big Ten, is it? The good old Big Ten, man. Yeah, the good old Big Ten, man. We started the day off right and i'm not gonna go too hard on this because you know i'm talking about this earlier oregon beat the ohio state university i think they should have mm. throttled them personally but we'll save that for later um hey man the the biggest surprise well it's not really a surprise i say this every year either it's northwestern or iowa is going to surprise you in the big 10 and this year it's iowa man they beat up your your favorite team in america iowa state cyclones <laughs> beat them 27 <laughs> 17 uh penn state man bounced back again but they got game day so they got game day, man. They'll talk about that forever. Uh, Matt Campbell's never beat Iowa, so I don't know if I want him in Michigan anymore. But Penn State yeah. beat up Ball State 44-13. Wisconsin uh, bounced back from that game for Penn State 34-7. Virginia, like I said before, beat up on Illinois 42-14. The Fighting Mel Tuckers of Michigan State, man, whooped up on Youngstown you State 42-14. I'm nervous. These guys look for you real. Even though Youngstown State is FCS, those dudes are playing with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, Minnesota, yes. great way to come back, 31-26 over Miami, Ohio. Northwestern, 24-6 over in Indiana State. 
Rutgers beats Syracuse. Purdue beats UConn, which, I mean, it's UConn, 4-9-0. Nebraska, man, coming back. Two games in a row. Beat Buffalo, 28-3. Indiana, okay. 56-14. Maryland, man, that's my sleeper pick in the Big Ten this year. I think they're going to upset some people. 62-0 mm. over Howard. And my boys in blue on primetime television. Mm. Beat Tell up you dub 31 to 10. I, I mean, I'm going to say a little mm. something about that later, but man, that was after. If you saw my Twitter rant last night, I'm feeling better, guys. Y'all y'all will hear me later, but yeah, man, I, I, the Big Ten had a great day in some football. And I think uh, we're going to finish up with the Big 12, man. What's going on over there in the last oh, yeah. Big 12? Hey, before I go Big 12, what uh, you said Maryland was your sleeper pick. Tua's brother is there, correct? Yeah, yeah, his, yeah. His quarterback. Uh, whatever his name is, Talia. Yeah, man, he's balling now. He's definitely a different player than Tua. He has more of a, like, backyard quarterback type of mentality. Mm. Mike Loxley, man, was the former OC over there at Bama. Right, right. And, man, they are they are turning. I think, you know, and he's been able to still win some recruiting battles over there in Maryland and try to put a fence around the DMV area, mm. which has some great talent. And so I think I'm not saying they're going to win the Big Ten this year, but I'm saying they are going to give some people yeah. a run for their money. They're no longer Sleeper. like a team you can just you know oh we're about to play Maryland no you need to come prepared against Maryland right so yeah so that's uh current Miami Dolphin quarterback former Alabama quarterback Tua uh his brother is the uh, starting quarterback over there at Maryland for you casual football fans that may not know that um yeah all right so let's get to the big 12 the conference it's soon to no longer be a conference which mm, we're actually no, about to expanded. get into. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> so we've got Coastal Carolina absolutely pounded Kansas on the Friday night game. Here's how bad Kansas has fallen. I had that game on. I wasn't watching the game. I had the game mm-hmm. on. I think any mm-hmm. any football fan or sports fan understands the difference in watching a game and having the game on. So I had the game right. on, and when I – peeked over at the TV to see the score. I noticed it was like maybe 10-10, 10-7. Like it was a close game. And in my mind, I'm going, gosh, what's going on with Coastal Carolina? Like like right. that's that's where Kansas <laughs> is in my brain. Here, here's the Power 5 team that's keeping it close with a group of five team, even though it's a very good group of five team. And I'm, I'm going, well, what, what's wrong with the group of five team? So right. and here's a little teaser before we get to basketball season. But I'll tell you what, with all this conference shakeup, if I'm Kansas – I'm taking a hard look at going independent and then having my basketball team join the Big East. That's just a quick little uh, that's that, that, that that's a little cliffhanger for you when we get to basketball season because I've got an argument for that. And right now, when we do our uh, second tier basketball blue bloods, I could probably pull three uh, tier two blue bloods for basketball in the Big East mm. right now. That's all I'm going to say interested on that. About that, okay. Basketball right, season, we'll we will revisit that. Uh, oh, OU. OU was in a real nail biter with Western Carolina. They squeaked it out 76 to nothing. Um, you talked about Iowa, Iowa State, talked about Arkansas, Kansas. Uh, Oklahoma State won by five against Tulsa, 28 23. TCU won a close game uh, against California, 34 uh, 32. West Virginia. Okay. Um, yeah, that West Virginia game came down that last possession. Thankfully, they were able to pull yeah. it out 66 to nothing over Long Island University. <laughs> uh, same for Baylor, 66 to seven over Texas Southern. Kansas State, eight point game, 31 23 over Southern Illinois. And then Texas Tech, six point win, 28 22 hmm. over Stephen F. Austin. I mean, listen to all of those Big 12 scores. 
and how many of those were close against either FCS or group of five teams, um, which really be Holmes leads me. And, and by the way, we're not going to do a rundown of the Pac-12. I think any Pac-12 game of significance we already discussed from the other conferences. Yeah, we've seen them. We've talked about um, and, and this kind of leads into our, our mailbag, which is uh, we had two questions. Uh, the first one was from our boy uh, Danny Chesser. Shout out Danny D Chesser, Chess. man. Yeah, man. He hit us up we go about. Back. Yeah, we do go back. We go so back, I'm, Danny. I'm, 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 I'm glad he's listening, man. I, I was excited to, you, to see him uh, sending us a mailbag. And basically, his question was what do we think of OU Texas? joining the SEC 2025. We're going to talk about that one. The other question we got, which um, we're not going to talk about on this episode, but I think we're going to wait a week week and maybe next week, is is this the year the Pac-12 makes some noise in the college football playoff? And I think there's some quality discussion to be had there, but let's give it one more week for that. Let's get to week three in the season. With that being said, you just heard the Big 12 scores. Um, We all saw what Arkansas did to Texas uh, last night. So, B. Holmes, kick this off. What are your thoughts on Texas and OU joining the SEC? You know, I'm uh, when I originally heard the news, at first, I'm not even going to lie, I panicked a little bit. I panicked. I was like, oh, my goodness. The SEC is getting stronger. What is the Big Ten going to do? Everyone knows. If you don't know, if you're a first-time listener, I'm a big Big Ten guy. And so, you know, I started doing all this research about what the Big Ten should do to kind of counteract what the SEC was going to do, right? Um, And I have a whole argument on that, and I think we can get into that in a later episode on what I feel like the Big Ten should have done in the midst of that, um, which I still Mm. think they can do. But my feelings on on that is it's this, Trey, is – it's my biggest beef with Texas. I'll at least give OU this. OU's going to be competitive every year. They're going to have a shot to make the playoff every year. They're going to sh- now their defense is always going to be their Achilles heel, right? But we know yeah. OU when they're rolling, they can put points up with anybody. No question sure. about it. My well, thing they've with been Texas owning the Big Twelve for for you know, years. Five, I feel six like years two now, decades now. It feels like mm-hmm. almost. I look at Texas, man, and I think Texas has a little bit of what I call sometimes the Michigan syndrome. They're so hyped up on who they used to be that there's mm. no really who they are now. And so, mm. I mean, we remember, man, they, they hired Tom Herman. He was supposed to be that dude. The savior. It didn't yeah. Wor- yeah, he was just say it didn't work out. You bring in Sark, who I'm not really sold on Sark anyways, but I guess we'll see. Um, and I think yeah. they just got a reality check last night playing your boys down there in Fayetteville and seeing, man, the SEC is no joke. Like, the SEC is prepared to bring a whooping to them every week. And I... All I'm saying is I don't think it's a good move. I think Texas should stay in the Big 12 because what you just showed last night, if you're trying to recruit kids to come and play for you now that you're going to the SEC is, I hope you guys are going to be okay going 6-6 six and six every year. I hope you guys are going to be okay going 7-5 and five in a good year, in a very good year because as much as people want to talk about maybe the bottom tier, the middling tier of the SEC, the middle tier of the SEC just proved Texas is not ready to hang. So I don't personally like the move for texas for me a smarter move for them would have been possibly to try to go to the big 10 maybe the pac-12 but definitely the big 10 especially for revenue source because we know Mm. it's a money move and the big 10 has the highest revenue uh deal out of all the power five conferences so we know it's a money move um and i think you probably could have been a little bit more competitive in a big 10 so um i think texas is just gearing up for like another decade of mediocrity personally 
Did you say the Big Ten's payout per school is higher than the SEC? Because I thought the SEC had the highest. No, no, no. Big Ten has them edged out by like uh, eight to nine mil. million. Because yeah, I know yeah. the SEC, everyone gets the same amount. So like mm-hmm. that's that's what makes it attractive is like Arkansas, for example, who as our Iowa State media guy referenced as the <laughs> SEC whipping boy the past right. few years, which that's fair. I mean, we, we have that's been. Fine. Right. But our revenue share is the same as Bama. So that's yeah. kind of what makes it – So, I, which I know is around 40-something mil. I didn't realize the Big Ten was, was the out Big doing Ten that The Big Ten is around already. like 50. It's like 53 okay. mil. It's, it's a pretty high revenue. About that that was a big attraction why Maryland wanted to come over and Rutgers okay. wanted to come over. You're getting a lot of money coming to – because, you know, the Big Ten really started the Big Ten Network, and that was like the thing that transcended right, the right. game for them. And that the rev, – I mean, we know revenue is everything, right? These people don't care about wins. They care about money. No, um, and money. so I think that would have been more attractive. That's my opinion. Yeah, um, man, that's good content right there, B. Holmes. That, that's why. That's why. Uh, that's why I listen to Blue Bloods College Game Time, and I'm a co-host. So here's my thoughts. Um, it, it, and I'll keep it. I'll keep it brief so we can get into our week two recap. But yeah, I do think you can look at the the model or the template of Texas A and M, and I've got two sides to this coin. Okay, my first my okay. first side of the coin is. Arkansas used to own A&M when they were in the Big 12 as well. Yeah. And now, granted, that was an era where Arkansas football was also very competitive in the SEC yes. to the point where we were a game away from playing in the national championship. Yes. When we were number three, LSU was number one when they had the Honey Badger. Ooh, good game. Last game of the season. Like, good game. well, they ended up blowing us out. But um, that was like the, the – in, in recent history, that was Arkansas's, like, chance to – play for a national title Mm -hmm. so I understand that but we still owned A&M I want to say three or four years in a row um, while they were still in the Big 12 then they come over to SEC and people are saying the same thing man y'all can't even compete with Arkansas like what makes you think you're going to come in compete with Bama LSU yada 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 and then literally their first year Johnny football takes off right (laughs) they beat Alabama that year they win win 11 games, and then they kind of settled in. That someone era, to your point, was more of a 6-8 to eight win, but then they got Jimbo over there. So I think that there's a case to be made that by joining the SEC, it will enhance the firepower they're able to attract. But I guess the True. other argument on the other side of the coin is Texas doesn't have a problem attracting talent. Their problem has been developing um, these guys, they get in. True. I mean, think about how many five-star recruits they bring in. How many of them have translated to first-round draft picks? Very, very little, if True. any at all. That's good. Compared to, like, Urban Meyer at Ohio State, mm-hmm. right? And so I also wonder if now that OU and Texas are joining A&M in the same conference, will they all three now start to cannibalize each other somewhat because they all have that sec mm-hmm. sales pitch and that's why obviously a&m was so disappointed and kind of felt betrayed mm-hmm. right because there was this gentleman's agreement that no other texas school would get into the sec kind of felt like they went behind their back brought texas in now they're bringing in ou here's the bottom line though on on how i think this plays out for everybody it's all going to depend on how they pod the league. Yes. Whether they do two divisions like they have now, mm-hmm. but they make it north south, or 
there's been some talk about potting it where there's pods of three or four teams. And then they kind of do a round robin as to who they play from the other pods. But they have the same three teams they play every year. So if you put OU, A&M, Texas, and Arkansas in the same pod, that's going to generate a lot of media attention. That's going to generate a lot of money. And I'll be honest with you, I kind of like Arkansas in that that pod. pod Now, that's that's someone who hasn't beat A&M in almost a decade. However, I just think if, if... Texas and OU now have the same competitive advantage in recruiting that A&M has as far as being in the SEC. I don't know. I think that that, but I also think that pod could work in Texas's favor. It could work in OU's favor. True. Um, but I mean, if you stick either one of those teams in a pod with LSU, Alabama, and Florida, not that that would geographically make any sense at all. But if you did, I mean, it's it, there. There's no. It's it's a mistake as far as I'm concerned. It's gonna hurt. But I, I, I have um, a bold prediction about that, man. Not Let's to cut go. you off. Here's my Let's here's my bold prediction, and I've been sitting on this. I've been thinking about it all weekend. This is what I believe will happen. I believe, and it's gonna. This is where Texas comes back. And man, if this happens, man, just call me a guru, a prophet, whatever you believe in. Call me that. Well, we got it on. I believe, on wax right here. We, we we yeah we have it on wax. I believe this, Trey. I believe Urban's not gonna work out in Jacksonville. Okay. He's not an NFL guy. I, and he's on record saying this. There's only a few schools he would coach at. Ohio State, yeah. Notre Dame, SC, and UT. I don't think Sark makes it past maybe year three at the latest. And they mm. go poach Urban because he's a way better. He says he doesn't like recruiting, but he doesn't even have to recruit anymore. He's a way better college coach. He comes to Texas and he brings them back. That's my bold prediction, man. That's a bold prediction. And to your point about the recruiting, at that point when you're that guy, you're you're saving. You're not recruiting. You're closing. That's it. You're not recruiting. That's it. You're, you're you're closing guys. You're sitting down with them in your office on their visit and closing them. You're not actually going places. And um, man, that's interesting. Um, I think it's possible, that, man. Yeah. I just don't. I don't because I read the whole article on how Saban ended up at Bama, which. Goodness gracious, yeah. Rich Rod, it's all your fault because if you would have went to Bama, maybe Michigan gets saving and, man, we become Alabama. Man. But Ooh. I just see – I just don't see Urban really working in the league. And he's the type of guy, man, where he has to coach. It's in him. Like, he mm-hmm. has to do it. He tried to be an analyst, and I think he hated it. You know, mm-hmm. it's the itch to get back on the sideline, right? Now, everyone talks about it's his health, his health, his health. It's like, no, Urban just has to learn balance. Once he learns balance in his life, I think he can realize he can do the thing he wants to do. And what I feel like he's called it was be a college football coach. Um, yeah. I see it happening, man. I, I could see him at Texas. Yeah, I think it really just comes down to what you said is how how well he does at Jacksonville because he has to coach, but he also has to win. He's not going to stay somewhere where he's losing for very long. Okay, no. um, here's my – then this – I'm not going to call this a bold prediction, but I'll just call this my prediction of how once this move takes place, one, I think it happens sooner than 2025, and then two, I think that the Big 12 – the Big 12 replaces the Pac-12 as the afterthought of the Power 5. One, oh, because they will be a weaker conference – Two, the Pac-12 is trending upwards right now. Not not as a not as a whole, but no conference as a whole. I mean, the, but what do you look at? You look at the the top tier teams of the conference the top tier. and how they are on a national level, and that's how you 
evaluate mm-hmm. and judge the Power Five conferences. And I think when you look at what right. UCLA and Oregon, Oregon, we're going to talk about that next week, though. But but I do think that the Big Twelve replaces the Pac twelve as the afterthought of the of the Power Five conferences. Okay, B Holmes, we got to get into that. the Week Two recap. So here's how we're going to do this. Are you yes. ready? We're going to revisit yeah, yeah. our bold prediction for Week Two. Okay. Okay. We're going to go over our weekend surprise, right? Like last week we did the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was when I got going about Michigan State. And then we are going to have our overrated. Dun, 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 dun. Overrated. Overrated. So bold prediction. (laughs) We're going to revisit who who our bold prediction was, how they fared out. Our weekend surprise and our overrated. And then we'll, uh, and then really we'll get into our true minute drill. So, uh, I'll start us off because I've been dying to get to this segment and I'll try to keep it quick (laughs) to keep us on time. But my bold prediction, if you follow us on Instagram at blue bloods, CGT for college game time at blue bloods, CGT, uh, I put up my bold prediction. You saw my Jersey. You saw the hat. I was even pulled out the Concord 11s, uh, just for this game, but I predicted a top 15 upset on ESPN 6 PM central time, which was the Arkansas Razorbacks over the number 15 Texas Longhorns. They came to Fayetteville and we put it on them, baby. Here's, here's when you know you put it on a team when they come (laughs) to your house is one trip to Fayetteville, one trip. Half the fan base is calling for Sark's job already. They're already calling for his job. We created a quarterback controversy. There is a quarterback controversy on Sunday morning in Austin, Texas right now. And then now the rest of the college football nation is questioning Texas's move to the SEC. Now, I just made the argument a second ago for A&M. I don't don't think Mm -hmm. that judging Texas's success in the SEC is fair to do just based off last night. But boy, right? I can't tell you as a Razorback fan, dude, my group <laughs> chats were on fire. I had a family group chat. I had a friend group chat. Man, we were just going crazy the whole game. And here's the thing, okay? I think there's two pieces to this. One, Texas isn't as good as everyone thinks they are. Like, mm-hmm. that's the same story every year, right? Facts. And I, I know I'm, I'm biased and I know I'm a homer. Arkansas is a lot better than what the casual fan may know. Because if all you're looking at is recent history, going from the end of Bielema into the Chad Morris kind of disaster into Sam Pittman's first year, we did a lot of good things last year that our record really didn't show. We had the toughest SEC schedule. We had a full SEC schedule, toughest schedule in the nation. Sam Pittman's first Mm -hmm. year doesn't get a spring. I mean, COVID just wiped everything out. Well, he comes in and wins, was it two or three? I mean, we hadn't won a conference game in nearly three years, and he came in and won three. Really should have been more than that because that Auburn game last year, we got screwed. Um, And I'm not saying that as a fan. I mean, anyone can go watch and see the refs made the wrong call. But I just knew – and there's just something about Razorback Nation, man. We are always ready for Texas. You can go back. Now, look, in the history books, they dominate the series because of all the Southwest Conference mm-hmm. days when Texas was a dominant team. But here since we've been in the SEC over the last 20, um, 30 years, you know, the times we would meet Texas 
really going back to like the late 90s and two, early 2000s, like we were ready for him. And I just knew um, last night it was and, – and getting to your point from last week, B. Holmes, you made a statement. You put it on Instagram. We had a little quote card with this where you were adamantly against neutral site games. And I got to mm-hmm. say – I cannot imagine last night's Arkansas-Texas game being played on a neutral site. Fayetteville was on fire. And it was so great to see that for the first time in years that it's been like that. So, anyways, that's my bold prediction update. I had to get that off my chest. What you got for us? People don't even know. We were texting and I was already like, he is going to go bananas tomorrow on the pod. <laughs> like I, that was, I think that was the first thing I texted you. You are going to go bananas on the pod. So, man, my bold prediction, man, I'm sticking true Michigan man style. I'm hating, but I've said it. I said it week zero. I said it week one. I told these guys, man, I've been saying it. I don't believe in Ohio State. Now, I didn't get mm. to put it on IG. It's my girlfriend's daughter's birthday, so you know we had to celebrate the 10. So I didn't get to put it on IG, but I texted you, and you can confirm it. I said Oregon was going to beat Ohio State. I don't like them this year. And this isn't Ohio State typical hate. This is just pure facts, man. I said it last week on the pod. It's on wax. I believe this is Ryan Day's first year where it's all his team. They don't have that Urban Meyer swag to them. I think they just have this belief that they can walk into any game and dominate as they did with Urban, but that's because Urban had these boys ready to play. I said that back end looked shaky, which Oregon exposed not just through the pass game, Mm. but the run game. They ran the same sweep and off-tackle play over and over and scored. I mean, and here's the thing. Oregon shot themselves in the foot a couple times and maybe almost gave Ohio State enough momentum to pull it out in the end, but – I think what we saw, man, I was like, nah, I think, and I'm going to stand on this, Ohio State's going to get beat by somebody in the Big Ten, and here's why, Trey, and and just, we got it on wax, so mark my words, and this is what I'm saying. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the run at all. So, I am, like, super pumped about it, man. I'm, like, I'm super fired up. I think this is the year where the Big Ten looks completely different, Mm. Um, and I don't think Ohio State... Could this, could this be, I'm not ready to claim it, but could this be the end of the dynasty? Could Mm. this be the time that if somebody makes the right move that they can take the champion, they can take the crown away from Ohio State? And I believe that we are entering this season with that. Can I comment on that real quick? Yeah, go for it. Of course, man. I think if there was ever a year for Penn State to win the conference and get into that CFP, this might be it. This is the year, man. This this is the year. I, but and I by think the way, um, B. Holmes, I did, for those watching uh, the uh, video version of this pod, um, I just found the text message and tried to put it up to the camera. I don't know how well it came through, but just to confirm that you did, even though you didn't put it on IG, you did call, you did predict Oregon over Ohio State. Come on, man. I don't lie. So that was my that was my bold prediction. It, it came through, man. I think the next thing we got is the weekend surprise, man. Weekend surprise. I think I go ahead and tell us that. yours. Yeah, man. I'm I'm already riding the high. Listen, listen, guys. Listen. Now, if you follow me on Twitter at it's real B Holmes, I went on a rant last night about Michigan football. Throw the ball, coach. Throw the ball, coach. Throw the ball. And this is what I my weekend surprise, man was how well Michigan football is running. 
They are mm. running it down team's throat. So after I went mm. on my tangent last night, right, man, we're on prime time. I wanted <laughs> us to light up the scoreboard, put 63 on them boys. But let's be realistic, Trey. A lot of teams can't score 31 points. A lot of teams can't score 31 points running the football with 44 yards passing. And this is what I've come to. I think Jim Harbaugh has finally figured it out. I Mm. think he's done trying to pretend. I think he's done trying to make everyone happy. I think he's doing what, and this is what Urban Meyer says, and, and I like Urban Meyer as a coach. He goes, you put your best 11 players on the field and you put the ball in the hands of the guys that can win the game for you. And I Mm. think Jim just realistically just said, my two running backs are the best guys on this team now that my star receiver is out. We are mm. going to ride them. And that's what Jim Harbaugh has always been, man. And from his Stanford days, from his San Francisco days, we're going to pound the rock. Yes. And then we're going to kill you off the play action. And last night in yeah. this after-the-game presser, he said it. He goes, I get it. Everyone wants me to throw the ball more, and we could throw the ball. But once I – he goes, which is true, Washington had two NFL-caliber corners, and then mm-hmm. they're playing a deep cover two. We're just going to keep running the football. And if right. you don't want to come stop it, we're going to keep running the football. And I'm going to say this. I have never seen – it's been a long time, Trey, since I've mm. seen Michigan run for 300 yards plus mm. and back-to-back back weeks. Back-to-back. And, and here's – and this is where it felt good. When I went – I rewatched some of the highlights this morning. This is where it felt good and it was the biggest surprise. I rewatched this drive where we ran the ball seven times, seven straight times, no passing, and scored mm. a touchdown. And here's what I th- – I'm not saying we're here yet, but this is what I'm saying. There was a time in Alabama where Nick Saban did not throw the football recently, and he would yeah. just – and I remember they would applaud it. Nick Saban doesn't even throw the football. He just runs it. So I'm not saying we're Alabama, but I am saying I think Michigan has figured out an identity, and that is the biggest surprise for me because we have been clamoring for that for four years, and we found an identity that works. So I'm putting the Big Ten on notice. I'm not okay. saying we're going to win it, but I'm putting the Big Ten on on notice everything in college football is momentum our boys are fired up they're ready to go and i think man we're gonna run our way through this conference into like nine or ten wins that's my well, biggest surprise uh, for the weekend I, I noticed you you just got a little quiet when i made my little comment about if there was ever a year for penn state so uh now mm-hmm. now it makes sense okay now so i was like why is he gets oh okay michigan he's putting them on notice. I, I think, okay I, I think people we're putting them on notice man we're putting them on notice. we'll see how i feel in about five weeks three weeks when we play wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> okay, weekend surprise for me. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, follow up on our HBCU. Uh, Let's go, Jackson State. Talking about, um, uh, I'm gonna go Shador Sanders. The uh, he is obviously yeah. the son of Dion Coach Prime. Um, last week in the Orange Blossom Classic down in Miami, their offense was stagnant. They couldn't really move the ball. They won the game mm-hmm. 7-6. They relied on a they relied on their defense pretty much the entire game. Shador didn't like he didn't make any mistakes really last week, but he didn't make any plays really either. And so right. I know there was so much expectation on him. He just got his uh, NIL deal with Beats, like all eyes were on him, and I'm sure this week, you know, it was a make or break week for him. You really got to see how would he come out in this next game that they played last night mm-hmm. against Eddie George's Tennessee State Tigers, Tennessee uh, State. which is another tough test for them, uh, how would he respond? He came out last night, 
completed 75% of his passes for 362 yards and three touchdowns. That right there, man, that's a dude, if you can come back and respond to an adverse week like you had your first ever game in college football with a game like that on on the same type of stage they were playing at uh what's mm-hmm. the the big stadium in Memphis I believe Hard Liberty Rock? Oh no they're in Memphis uh, they're in Liberty yeah I know what you're yeah. talking about that stadium Um I mean it was it was a heck of a game to start and then and then Jackson State ended up beating them I think 38-17 maybe and uh it was, it was he a nice just win. He came out and really, really did his thing. And then I also want to shout out uh, Shiloh Sanders, Shador's brother, Dion, uh, Coach what Prime's up, other son, plays on the other side of the field. Thank you for the retweet this morning. I've, uh, I've just somehow been, happened to capture. He's had two, like, what I call hit stick plays in the first two games. Okay. And last week I put one up on Twitter. You can follow me there, at It's Trey Smith. And uh, it started getting a lot of attention from the Jackson State fan base. And so he had another one last night where he forced a fumble. So I just happened to capture that one, put it up on my Twitter page, quote tweeted it with the other one. and was like, here's your weekly Shiloh Sanders highlight of the of the yeah. week. Uh, hashtag the human hit stick. And he, hit, he, uh, he gave me a retweet on that one. And so that one starting to gain a lot of momentum too and uh let's get some Shil- let's get shiloh on the podcast that's what i'm saying let's get shiloh on blue bloods college game time i think we i think we can make that happen so uh anyways that's my um that's my week two surprise and i'm gonna go into my overrated then you can go into yours and then we'll hit the true minute drill all right let's do it and this to be honest with you if you know me and have ever just talked college football with me ever i always talk about how this team is overrated year in and year out and that's none other Mm. than notre dame okay Mm. they squeaked by toledo yesterday by three points and they'll still be ranked top (sighs) 10 and here's what bothers me about notre dame okay they could struggle their way to three point wins for the rest of the season and if you look at their schedule yeah, they've got some teams that have a ranking next to them right now, but their schedule is not murderer's row by any stretch right. of the imagination. Exactly. They could squeak to a three-point win week in and week out, get to 11-0, and 12-0, and and they will still be in the college football playoff no matter what. I believe I they would even get in over a team like Georgia, who I think is about to run the table, and then lose to Bama in the conference championship. So they would be 12-1 and one with their only loss to the number one team because guess what? You're not beating Bama! So You're not beating Bama. I still think, though, that Notre Dame, I don't know if it's just because of their history. I don't know if it's because they're just this one of the, the age-old blue bloods of college football. But if they just struggle their way to a win week in and week out, they're in. And, and it, 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 ah, it just bothers me. Now, with that being said, I don't think they win 12 games. I don't think they no. go undefeated because even though their schedule isn't that tough, they are going to lose a couple of games this year. Uh, they'll probably still get 10 wins you know, after their bowl game and all that. Yeah, but for sure. to me, that's my overrated team of the week. Who you got? Man, my overrated. I actually came into the pod with one, but this, this, is, what, this is what I'm saying completely overrated in its entirety is the state of Florida right now. (laughs) Miami came into the season ready to go. The U is back. They just got steamrolled by Bama week one. Steamrolled by Bama. 
and I have a friend, Edwin, who we text. He's my, and I said, man, I don't, I feel a little iffy about this Appalachian State game. Mm. And I mean, they almost pull off the upset. They almost, I mean, they just need to turn in the turnover chain, right? Just, just turn it in. <laughs> don't even put the turnover chain on anymore, man. You, you don't have the swagger for that. Now, the other team about the state of Florida that is overrated in me is Florida State. Now, we mm. got on this pod last week. It's in wax, man, how excited we were for them. Me specifically, is Florida State back. Man, they took Notre Dame to the wire. Oh, my goodness, this is about to happen. And then what happens? Mm. The play has went viral. I was just, mm. Michigan had just finished. I'm getting ready to go to bed. I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I see not not the, the, the perennial blue blood powerhouse of Jacksonville State. <laughs> to win and then hell mary attempt and then i look listen i listened to norval's press afterwards and he goes yeah we were going to go we were going kind of like cover two and trying to send pressure and that's why we're a little late to shift to prevent i'm like it's a hell mary attempt mike why are you not in prevent defense so man overrated to me is the state of florida every year college football somebody from florida and the only team that's seemingly been consistently competitive at least it's been the gators and they're nasty correct um so yeah the state of florida man they just disappointed just overrated and Mm. really overrated with all the talent that's in that state you should not be as bad as you are being a primary team in the state of florida so that's that's just my overrated chant for the week man the state of florida well, B. Holmes, I don't know if you could have set up this week's true minute drill any better. Do you want to you wanna bring us in? Because I'm going first this week, so do you want to set it up, what we're, uh, what our yeah. true minute drill is going to be this week? Our true, our true minute drill is just what in the world is going on at Florida State? What would you say? What do you figure? What is your suggestion? Anything to help these boys get back on, on play. So what in the world is going on at Florida State is this week's true minute drill. Okay, everybody knows the rules here, or you should by now. You start on the whistle, end on the buzzer. No, no That's whistle. how we do the true minute drill. I am going to get this set up, and I am going first. True minute drill starting now. Okay, I'm going to bring them to church uh, to figure out this solution to the Florida State issues. So this morning, actually. Come on, Pastor. My pastor hit us with this right here. He said, breakthrough comes through dialogue, not monologue. Here's what Mm. I think the problem with Florida State is. There is a breakdown in communication somewhere in that program. I don't know if it's from players to coaches. I don't know if it's players to players. I don't know if it's coaches to high school coaches in the state. I don't know if it's coaches to admin, but somewhere in that university with that program, there is a breakdown in communication and it's going to take a specific personality to come in and change that around. And I just don't think that, I don't think Taggart had that kind of personality. I don't think Mike Norvell has that kind of personality. It's going to take a guy like Coach Prime who... They, the, the, the sail has, has gone off on that. The ship has sailed on that. Or someone like a Mel, Mel Tucker, someone like a, a Mario Cristobal, okay, at Oregon to make it happen. And guess what? I believe I'm over time. Well, they were down <laughs> in them. Boy, if Trey's about to preach, man, he's going to bring that oh, Pentecostal out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody need to pass the offering buckets over here. All right, mm. B. Holmes, you're up. Start on the whistle and on the buzzer. Man, I'm ready, man. 
listen, it's hard to follow up my preacher brother over here with what he just said. <laughs> and here's what I'm going to say, man. I think Florida State has completely just missed it. The coach prime hire, I believe, was the best hire they could have made. For whatever reason, they didn't seem or feel like it fit. Could it have been he was just too much for them. The personality didn't fit within the what Brass liked. I don't know. And they missed. And I'm with Trey on this one at the end of the day. You got to find a guy I think where Florida State can figure out their identity of who they are. And you know what? You just said a name, and this wasn't on my original True Blue, but I think you go out and you send the Brinks truck to Mel Tucker at Michigan State. Even though he plays out of rival school, the dude is a winner. The dude is a culture changer. The dude can make people run through mm. a wall. And I think Florida State needs that type of personality mm. in this new age of the game because you can't compete with Florida. You can't compete with the U and what they're known for. So create an identity on toughness. You go up to East Lansing right now and say, Mel Tucker, you'll be in Tallahassee next year. That's it, man. My time is up. I, th- I think, I mean, I know we're done. I think that's what they do, man, personally. I think that's what you do. I I don't like he's at Michigan State. It makes me worried as a Michigan fan. But you go get Mel Tucker. I think the guy's probably going to be the hottest name coming up really soon. So, Florida State, holler at us, man. We can help you out. All right? We'll send you hey, we'll man. send you our fee. We'll send you our price. But just holler at put you uh, Put us on retainer. At uh, at Trey, at it's Trey Smith on Twitter. Brandon's at Real B Holmes on Twitter. Correct. Yes, sir. Yep. Come find us. Holler at us. We'll give you our fee, and uh, we'll we'll help you get things right over there. Find us uh, if you're listening right now. Go find us on Instagram, man. We're putting videos. We're putting quote cards. We're putting all kinds of daily. engaging content on there daily at Blue Blood CGT. Obviously, if you want to interact with us personally, come find us on Twitter. That's where uh, we're really uh, engaging with 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 people. And I mean, especially on College Game Day Saturday, like we, neither man. of we us shut it. up the entire day. So <laughs> come holler it. at us, work with us. Be Holmes. That's all I got, baby. We got another episode down. Um, we do. Hey, last thing before we get out of here, guys. Go find us on YouTube, man. True Blue Pod. Mm. You can look us up on YouTube. We are on YouTube now, so I know some people like to see our faces, see some of our reactions, man. Subscribe on us on YouTube. Subscribe on Apple Pods, wherever you get podcasts. Leave comments. Leave reviews. Send this to a friend, man. We appreciate everybody that's supporting us. We think we got something really special in here. Trey, we got some special news. We got some guests coming up here soon, yes. man. Like, yes, we're, we do. We're taking this thing to a whole nother level, so thank you guys that always listening, but make sure. Find us on YouTube. Find us wherever you find podcasts share it with a friend if you like what you're listening man and thank you guys for joining us for another week of Blue Bloods College Game Time peace we're out peace college college football I love March Madness